Welcome to Today on Broadway for Monday, December 11th, 2017. I'm Broadway World's Matt Tamanini. And I am Broadway star's James Marino. And I'm on my way to BFA's Natalie Nowak. Folks, we are exactly two weeks away from Christmas, and Broadway Radio brought you so many great presents over the weekend. <laughs> first, for, you like that there? Yeah. yeah so first up, first up, we had uh, a new episode of Jan Simpson Stagecraft with Hundred Days uh, playwright Sarah Gancher. Uh, this show is getting so much buzz that it really seems like this is the thing that's really going to take off from this off-Broadway fall season and become this big kind of phenomenon. So check that out if you want to hear about that. Then we had later on uh, in the weekend, we had Jenna Tessa Fox's next episode of Spotlight, where she interviewed the fantastic writing team of Kate Kerrigan and Brian Loudermilk, whose show The Mad Ones is currently running off-Broadway. Check that out. And then, James, yesterday you guys had um, a a great episode with Peter and Michael both there, which is always fun, uh, of this week on Broadway. You guys talked about some of the new Broadway shows, Once on This Island, SpongeBob SquarePants, um, as well as uh, The Parisian Woman and Meteor Shower, but you also had um, a great interview with Eva, Eva Noble Zeta. Um, so just so much. I'm correct that Eva Noble Zada. I apologize Zada. if I mispronounced that name. Zada, <laughs> and I shouldn't do that, um, especially because I've interviewed her before. But anyway, so lots of really good stuff uh, in this feed over the weekend for people to check out as they prepare for the holidays. Yeah, I had uh, I had erroneously said to everybody that uh, you'd have a lot to listen to in the terrible snowstorm that was going to hit new york that amounted to nothing so i I, oh really yeah there was a lot of snow i mean it seemed like it just from everybody's instagram uh really it wasn't too it wasn't too much we got like six inches but but they were able to clear it pretty quickly really i we yeah at long island we didn't get anywhere near six inches we got you know kind of a dusting here and there so uh well i'm glad that everybody uh you have some stuff to listen to, especially coming into the holidays when uh, when you have some time off and a little drive time and things like that. Uh, our good friends uh, down in South Carolina, Tim Sinclair and the Von Trapp family that he's got, uh, he'll be he'll be driving around with his his brood of uh, beautiful children. Nice. Well, over the weekend, guys, yesterday morning, I went to a screening of the new movie musical, The Greatest Showman. Ooh, Hugh Jackman. Yes. Hugh Jackman. Uh, yeah, that's really all I'm allowed to say at this point because all reviews and social media responses are embargoed. But I just wanted to put that out there that I've seen it and I will have a review as soon as I'm allowed. When's the embargo lifted on that? We don't know. It is until further notice. I will get an email <laughs> from the press rep uh, to determine. It's had its uh, it had its big um, world premiere uh, sometime last week on maybe Thursday night um, on the QE2 up in uh, up in that's docked in New York. Um so I would imagine that these reviews will start coming out sooner. It doesn't open until the 20th, so they've got a week and a half. So I'm assuming that'll be coming sometime this week. Uh, do you foresee it as being something that can be uh, transmogrified into a musical? I, I would say that with a creative team like it has, it definitely has stage theatrical elements in it so without giving too much away and Mm -hmm. getting my press passes revoked for uh, movie screenings i will say that uh it definitely has elements that show the theatrical bona fides of the writing team you think the hollywood uh movie screening people listen to broadway radio 
Well, <laughs> the, the the local press reps want us to show yeah. them everything mm-hmm. that we sure. do. So sure. who knows? Yeah. All right. So let's move on to the first uh, topic of the morning. We have oh. a casting union debate. Yeah, it, it really intensified over the last few uh, few days, James. Last week, we talked about the lawsuit filed by the Broadway League against the casting directors who were attempting to unionize. And then we talked about the casting directors in the union's subsequent reaction. Well, on Friday, the New York City Central Labor Council AFL-CIO executive board of 39 unions from across the city wrote a letter to Broadway League chairman Robert Wankel demanding fair treatment for theater's casting directors. The coalition represents more than one million workers across many different fields of work, and not surprisingly, they gave their total support to the casting directors. The letter reads in part, quote, New York is a union town and nowhere more so than Broadway. It is troubling, therefore, that Broadway producers are denying casting directors the same union rights that every other worker on Broadway enjoys. Vincent Alvarez, who's the president of the New York City Central Labor Council uh, and AFL-CIO, added in the letter, quote, Broadway casting directors are organizing because they believe in the value of their work and they are coming together to fight for their rights as workers. These hardworking men and women aren't alone in this fight, and they have the support of the entire New York City labor movement behind them, and we are willing to stand with them as long as it takes for them to get the benefits and union representation they deserve. In summation, the unions pledge to continue supporting casting directors in Teamsters Local 817, which is uh, uh, going to be the official home for this union when and if it gets approved, uh, up until they win a fair agreement. Quote, as this labor dispute escalates, keep that in mind, our unions will be standing beside them demanding justice for all Broadway workers. Well, things definitely escalated, at least in a small way and in an ironic way as well, as yesterday the New York Daily News reported that Cindy Tolan, one of the 40 casting directors attempting to unionize, had been recently fired from a job casting for a reading for a new musical based on the 1979 Sally Field movie, Norma Ray. Natalie, you're far too young to know this movie, but for anyone else who's <laughs> unfamiliar, Norma Ray is about a factory worker from a small town in North Carolina who becomes involved in the labor union activities at the textile factory, where she works from uh, after the health of her and her co-workers is compromised. Spoiler alert, Norma Ray gets fired in that music, in that movie as well. Um, Tolan is already a member of Teamsters Local 817, as she also does casting for film and TV. And let's just say they were not happy about this move. Tom O'Donnell, who's the president of 817, said, quote, It's outrageous and hypocritical to me that the producers here are trying to shine a light on a story about people fighting for their rights in the workplace, yet they won't acknowledge the same rights of people who make critical contributions to the success of what they do. Now, James, if I gave you an over-under of Tony Ward's Sunday, would you take the over or the under for when this finally gets settled? I'm going to take the under on this. I think that if the 817 is putting their uh their imprint on this that um that something's going to happen either way that will resolve this issue. Um if I were the casting directors, I would and maybe they have done this already, I haven't seen it. I would break down what the cost is and break it down to the smallest uh, unit possible to say it's X number of dollars per week that this means towards a Broadway show, which means 
24 and a half cents for each ticket sold or something like, you know, break down that number yeah. really small to make them uh, look foolish. Um, but I haven't seen that yet. Have you seen anything along those lines of what the costs are that they're talking about? No, I haven't. And, but you're right. I mean, a lot of these articles and a lot of the, th- the statements talk about the fact that there's only 40 casting directors yeah. working on Broadway. So, I mean, it's not like we're talking about an extra 400 to 500 people that are trying to unionize. It's 40 people. Now, I also understand the Broadway League's position that these aren't actually employees of the Broadway producers. Mm-hmm. So I, I get both sides. But you're right in terms of a messaging war to break it down to show how cheap it actually would be to do this, especially when Broadway is a billion dollar industry. I think that goes along, uh, could go a long way in helping win over whatever public tide needs to be swayed here. Uh, maybe you could help me with this. Cause I don't know this off the top of my head, but like uh, companies like Disney are their casting directors in house. I think that they are. They are. I think they are. I have a I have a friend who um, has done that before, both as a music director um, and uh, who also helped with casting. So, yeah. And so you look at a situation like that uh, where you do have um, a business model that sustains the cost of coverage for a casting director. That could be the comparison for these 40 people who are not currently covered. It's a d- different way to look at it, but it, it's – it's an A-B test from the exact same market where they are uh, for uh, productions. So that's yeah. also another way to go about it. All right. Uh, next up in the show and casting news, what do we have? Oh, boy. Um, on Friday, NBC announced that they had cast their first principal role for the upcoming Jesus Christ Superstar Live. I'm a little bit relieved because we hadn't heard anything about this. So I wasn't sure that it was actually going to happen. But they announced that legendary shock rocker Alice Cooper. Yes, that Alice Cooper will be playing King Herod in the musical, which will be broadcast on Easter Sunday and ever so blasphemously perfectly will be on April 1st this year. Wait, we also learned second. that So, can't we fire that casting director? That's a terrible <laughs> terrible choice. As soon as we got the press release, I texted you Dave and I said this is awful. We'll get to that. Okay. Um we also learned that five-time Tony nominee David Laveau will direct. He was um, got a great uh, history on Broadway, probably most notably for this. He directed the uh, 2004 Broadway revival of Feather on the Roof. He directed the revival um, of Nine, for which uh, 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 Laura Benanti was in, and Antonio Banderas um, and Jane Krakowski won a Tony Award. Um, so a long history of this stuff. Um, but now, Okay, so Alice Cooper recorded a version of King Herod's song back in 1996, and I have to say, it wasn't terrible, but it's not how I've ever heard that song done, and that's not how I think that character should be done. It's a little, it's rocky, it's gravelly in his voice. He clearly doesn't have the range that you normally want um, for that performance. Um, You know, that song is like a vaudevillian song and dance style, and maybe uh, King Herod maybe has a little uh, hint of of being homosexual in there. You know, it's, it's, it's a fun uh, you know, show-stopping number. I just don't see that with Alex uh, with Alice Cooper. Now, Natalie, as someone who, as I mentioned earlier, is much younger than James and me, how familiar are you with Jesus Christ Superstar? You know, I'm fairly familiar with the music just from being in 
theater school sure. and you know everybody singing it mm, but yeah. i'm actually more familiar with do you guys know the the all-female jesus christ superstar that happened yeah, with we morgan james and yeah. all of them yeah, yeah we talked and, about it last week yeah and now they're gonna do a concept album for it which is kind of cool so i've been hearing more about that but i'm i'm pretty familiar with it well let's just say this that for someone who, who maybe knows it a little bit is alice cooper someone that's going to make you want to turn in or tune in for this uh, to be to be honest, not you don't necessarily, know Al- but I you don't, don't know who Alice I don't Cooper know enough you. about her to have an opinion on it. Okay, but, there yeah. you go. That's all you need to know because Alice Hello. Cooper is a That's, man. Yeah. Alice Cooper is is <laughs> well, not a she. Well, Alice Cooper is a man. So uh, well, there, there you go. go. There you yeah. go. Scary yeah. looking man. I, I, I actually wondered if maybe they had made a mistake on the on the announcement. They really meant Anderson Cooper. <laughs> he would he would be a good pilot, I think. You know. Hmm. Interesting. Interesting. I wonder if he's got those low notes. All right. Uh, So Faith Prince to lead Cake at La Jolla Playhouse. I like Cake. Cake You like Cake? I like I like the band Cake from the uh, late oh, yeah. 90s as well, uh-huh. but sure. uh, that's not – neither of those things are what this is. Uh, but also on Friday, the La Jolla Playhouse announced that Tony winner Faith Prince would be leading the world premiere of Becca Brunstetter's new play Cake oh. from February 6th through March 4th. Casey Stengel, not no relation to Casey Stengel, the legendary baseball manager, will direct, and Aubrey Dollar, Wayne Duvall, and Miriam Hyman will co-star. In the play, Jen lives in New York, but has always dreamed of getting married in her small North Carolina hometown. So she heads down south with her partner to ask Della, her late mother's best friend, to do the honors of making the wedding cake at her bakery. Della's cakes are legendary even earning her a spot. This is my favorite part of this, uh, a spot on uh, as a contestant on the great American baking show. I love those (laughs) shows. Like, I don't know that that's a real one, but I love those cake shows. Anyway, she is overjoyed at Jen's request until she realized there's just not one bride, but two forcing her to reexamine some of her deeply held beliefs as well as her own marriage. Uh, This obviously could not be more timely considering that, this very case is going, uh, you know, kind of being deliberated by the Supreme Court as we speak. Um, Faith Prince will play Della, the baker. Um, so I, I'm really excited to see what happens at this. This seems like a, a really timely and interesting uh, show. And then finally, in this section, it's not really short casting news, but um, I know where else to put it. So I'm going to include it here anyway. But on Friday, Broadway Con announced a roundtable discussion that I'm really excited about. It is entitled From On Stage to Online, and it goes behind the scenes of making your own work in the digital age. On the panel will be the creators of two of my favorite web series, First Turning the Tables, which Broadway World presents, as well as Submissions Only, which Broadway World used to present, but it doesn't run anymore. Um, And Submissions Only is the first and probably still my favorite web series that I've ever watched. And the creators of both of those shows will be on the panel. And that includes my friend Ellen Marsh and Natalie, our friend uh, Andrew Bradis, along with Hamilton's Andrew Chappelle and Julia Mad- Madison. They they create and are the stars of Turning the Tables. And then Kate Weatherhead and Andrew Keenan Bolger from Submi- Submissions Only will be on the panel as well, along with Rachel Ravel and Austin Spiro from a new show that I'm not familiar with yet called Rachel Unraveled. The panel is set for 3 p.m. on January 26th at the Javits Center. The web series bubble that we saw a few years ago uh, seems to have kind of burst a little bit. Um, but I think there is still a lot to be learned from these folks who figured out a way you know, to make their own work and to get it out there in a new 
boundary pushing weight. Natalie, you're in, as you said, musical theater school. Mm-hmm. Do they talk at all to you guys, whether in a formal sense or, you know, maybe not in, in an academic classroom sense, but do they talk to you at all about finding ways to keep yourself working and to put your own work out there rather than just waiting on someone to give you a part? Well, I think um, senior year, we do take a class called career prep, and I think it delves into that a little bit. But um, this seems like a really cool idea because I feel like not a lot of information about it is out there. And so this seems cool. I'd love to do something like this in the future, whether it's Broadway Con or something else, just because it's so great to to get that out there. They need to bring in the they need to bring in the woman from uh, Crazy Ex-Girlfriend. Yes. Rachel Bloom. Yeah, Rachel she's Bloom. great. Yeah. I mean, this is how she did it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah she started doing music videos. Um, the Ray, I won't say the full title because yeah. James mm-hmm. would have to go back in and bleep it. But the Ray Bradbury one is kind of thing that really got her going. And it's just so hilarious. Then she did one about Disney princesses. Just so good. Uh, Rachel Bloom's hilarious. Um, but that being said, um, if anyone is not familiar with submissions only, I think their website is still up and they're all on YouTube. It is phenomenal um it's such a great show it it follows ironically uh, a casting director and his best friend actress um uh and uh, that's played by kate weatherhead uh, weatherhead as the actress and colin hanlon is the um casting director it also always had huge broadway guest stars otter mcdonald judith light lin-manuel miranda um max von essen who's now in anastasia was one of the series regulars santino fontana was a series regular um annalee ashford popped up a lot in the first season uh, it's so good i love it and kate weatherhead's character in it actually um was in a mean girls musical before there was actually a mean girls musical so um a lot of fun so check that out if you're not familiar with it uh, you know, I just want to point out something that, uh, you know, we are, the three of us right now are <laughs> creating our own work and putting yes. it out there. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> I want to do a panel at Broadway Con. Yeah. <laughs> yes. This, this is a, I was a little interested with that. I think, you know, I think this is going to be focusing on you know, dramatic work like uh, these are things where they're writing a script and while turning the tables isn't like dramatic in terms of having a script necessarily, it is, it's not like real. It's not like a pie. It's, it's, it's a, an improv kind of scene. So, but yeah, Yeah. there's the, the, what people do with podcasts, whether it's something like ours or something else that is very much in that same vein. So uh, more power to people who have nothing better to do with their lives than to make their own content and put it online. And not for anything, but for an hour or two hours before every single broadcast, you put together a script and send it to us. I, so you, that's true. <laughs> you do write that's a true. script and send it to us. Yeah. I mean, it's a little, yeah, a little different. But it's yeah. very meta here. I'm just, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, Natalie, why don't you help us out, yes. get us out of this hole that we're in with this week's theatrical schedule? Well, first up, the one-night-only benefit concert performance of Damn Yankees is happening on Monday at the Stephen Sondheim Theater. Directed by Kathleen Marshall, this special reading features Whoopi Goldberg, Maggie Gyllenhaal, Matthew Morrison, Danny Burstein, Victoria Clark, Annie Golden, Julie, Julie Halston, Adrian Warren, and Reggie Jackson. Also on Monday, Cruel Intentions, the musical opens. This production explores the manipulative world of Manhattan's most dangerous liaisons. These two step-siblings find themselves entangled in a web of secrets, temptation, and love. This production is based on the classic French novel Les Liaisons Dangereuses. See, damn it, James. Yeah. I spent 
I spent six damn months screwing that name up on this show. I should have just had Natalie come in and say it's it. It's only because I took time. French in school. That's the only reason why I know. It. I was fine, I was but... so impressed last time she did it too. It was so good. I mean, I, what, what what I need to what I needed to do was just like get a clip of her saying it, and then every time drop that in mm-hmm. instead of actually having me suffer through it like the fool and moron that I am. Oh my goodness. <laughs> Well, aren't you glad you took French? I'm glad I took French, yep. <laughs> Excellent. All right, next, the New York premiere of A Regular Little Houdini will begin previews on Tuesday at 59 East 59 Theaters, and then it will open this Friday the 17th. Set in Newport, South Wales, a young dock worker's son who is in awe of Harry Houdini's talents dreams of a life of magic to escape the brutal Welsh working class. Manhattan Theater Club's The Children opens on Tuesday. Direct from an acclaimed run in London, this will be the American premiere. It takes place in a remote cottage on the British coast where a couple of retired nuclear engineers are living a very quiet life. Outside, the world is in utter chaos, and when an old friend turns up at the door, they're shocked to discover the real reason for her visit. Olivier nominee Ron Cook is featured in this production. The return engagement of Elf the Musical at Madison Square Garden begins performances on Wednesday. Just like the comedic Christmas film, Elf tells the story of Buddy who crawls into Santa's gifts as a child and is mistakenly transported to the North Pole where he grows up thinking that he is an elf. George Went from the TV series Cheers will star as Santa Claus. Elf the Musical will run through December 29th. Fiasco Theater's production Twelfth Night at Classic Stage Company opens on Thursday. Shipwrecked on the island of Illyria, Viola and her twin brother Sebastian are separated. Viola disguises herself as a boy and wades into a complex romantic triangle with Duke Orsino and the Countess Olivia. Playwrights Horizon's original off-Broadway production entitled Mankind will open on Friday. The following is a direct quote from the official description of this production. This play envisions an uncanny familiar future, one long after women have gone extinct from centuries of mistreatment, where a man's capacity to F everything up soars to new heights. <laughs> the cast features Emmy Award winner and Tony nominee Andre DeShields. The original Broadway production Farinelli and the King opens on Sunday at the Belasco Theater. This production was inspired by the true story of the Spanish monarch Philip V, who falls into madness and finds solace in the voice of world-renowned Castrato Farinelli. Oscar and three-time Tony winner Mark Rylance stars in this production. Now moving on to the closings. Primary Stage's off-Broadway production Pride and Prejudice will close on Friday. Prospect Theater Company's The Mad Ones will close on Sunday. Cherry Lane Theater's off-Broadway revival entitled The Bench, A Homeless Love Story will close on Sunday. Starting Five Productions revival of Where Has Tommy Flowers Gone will close on Sunday. And lastly, Chasing Memories, starring Tyne Daly, will close at Los Angeles's Geffen Playhouse on Sunday. And that's it for this week's calendar. So uh, Peter talked about Tommy Flowers uh, on This Week on Broadway yesterday. So uh, it seems like a very interesting production that you don't get to see very often. Uh, Terrence McNally's show. Uh, so if you're interested in that, go take a listen to This Week on Broadway for Peter's review. All right, Matt, why don't you get us out of here? All right, thanks for listening to Today on Broadway. Follow us on Facebook and Twitter at Broadway Radio, and you can find me on Twitter at Matt and subscribe to Something Up Pop on iTunes, Stitcher, or Google Play. Natalie, where can people find you? You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Natalie underscore Nowak. And my name is James Marino from BroadwayRadio.com and BroadwayStars.com. Thanks for kicking off your week with us, and Matt and I will be back and chat with you tomorrow. <laughs>